The last thing we were discussing was someone who left his uh, straw, his hay, in a shutar abim. What would be the halakha if someone left his garbage in a shutar abim? What would be the halakha? We saw mahloket between Rav and Zairi. When we allow someone to take it, does he get just enhancement or does he even get the principle? We tried to say that that mahloket is the same as mahloket hanaim. And with that, we're going to start Lamed Aleph Amud Aleph, three lines in by the Mishnah. Shne Kadarin Shayume Alchim Zehazet, two potters. People make pots, they're walking one behind the other, each one is carrying his pot on his uh, shoulder. Benit Kalarishon, when I found the first one, uh, tripped and fell. Benit Kalashini Barishon. And the second guy tripped uh, because of the person in front of him. The one in front is liable to pay for whatever happened, whatever damages happened to the guy behind him. And the Gemara starts. You don't have to say that our Mishnah could be Meir who said that if someone trips, he's considered negligent and therefore he is uh, liable to pay for any damages that happen as a result. Even according to Rabbanan who say that someone who tripped is considered Anus, it's an honest, and they hold this Patur. Still, Hacha Hayav over here is Hayav. Why? Because Hayalo Lamad, you should have stood up. and you didn't stand up in time. And we already explained the famous Nimukai Yosef over here who said that the, the person uh, person number two who tripped on person number one is not considered negligent because people don't usually pay attention. They just walk straight. They don't pay attention to a guy in front of them and they trip over him. And that's why uh, he's not considered negligent. Rav Nachman by Tzhak Amar, Afilu Tema Lo Haya Lo Lamod. Rav Nachman by Tzhak says you could even say that we, person, uh, person number one didn't even have time to stand up. Still, according to Rabbanon, it would be Hayav because Hayalo has here of those here. You should uh, you should uh, give the person a heads up, a warning that I'm on the floor, don't trip over me. Rabbi Yochanan Kevan de lo Hayalo laamod lo Hayalo has here the tarid. Rabbi Yochanan said, if the person didn't have time to stand up, he didn't have to warn because he was so busy. You know, he, he fell, he got hurt, he, his things are all over the place. And that's why Rabbi Yohanan explains that our Mishnah is talking about a situation where he had enough time to stand up, but if he didn't have time to stand up, according to Rabbanan, he would be patur. So now the Gemara is going to ask a question on Rabbi Yohanan. Tanan, rishon havit aharon. Let's say it was the opposite. The guy in front had a log with him, and the guy in the back was holding a barrel. Nishbera havit bakora. Let's say the barrel broke because of the person holding the log in front of him. Patur. The owner of the log is patur. But if he was walking also and he stopped, and that's why the guy behind him bumped into him, he's hayav. So if he did like a short stop, then he'd be hayav. Now, my love, Sha'amad Lekatef, aren't we talking about a situation where the person with the log just stopped a second just to like rearrange the log on his shoulder or something like that? And the the idea is hayav, hayav because the have a he should give a warning. The master says, Lo, that's not the reason. Here we're talking about Sha'amad Lafush. He decided, I'm parking right over here in the middle, and he didn't, he wasn't supposed to stop over there in the middle of the road. He's supposed to pull over to the side, like Rabbi Nochanel explains. Well, when you're when you're mamash parking, then you had time to give the warning. You, you're not uh, worried about anything. There's, nothing's falling. Nothing's breaking. You should have gave a warning. It's about the gemara now, tries to understand that. But let's say he did stand over there. He made a short stop trying to rearrange the log on top of him. What would be the halacha? Patur. It sounds like it would be patur. If that's the case, now in the sefa, where it says that if he gave a warning to the person behind him, 
uh, he uh, just he told him stop stand he'd be patur because he gave the warning don't we just explain all this we should just explain what are we talking about where he stood where he stood over there he decided to park himself but if he just stood to rearrange himself patur now the fact that we didn't differentiate like that between uh, parking and rearranging himself it sounds like both of them hayav because you should have warned and you didn't warn and this is the problem on Rabbi Yohanan the Gemara explains Hakamash Malan, the Tana of, uh, of, of this Brayta, this Mishnah, is coming to give us a bigger Hidush. The Afagav de Amad Lafush Kika Amadlo Lebal Havit Amod Patur. The Hidush is even if he did something that's not normal, he decided to park right then and there, but if he gave the guy the warning, he's Patur. So now the Gemara is going to ask another question. Tashema. Akadarin Vehazagagin. The, uh, the pot makers and the, the glass makers, they're walking one behind the other. The first person uh, tripped, fell, and it was a domino effect. Number two uh, tripped because of number one, number three because of number two. Number one is in uh, all the damages that happened to number two. Number two is all damages of number three. But, but if they fell because of the first one, then Rishon Hayav ben Iskekul. And then number one is liable to pay for everybody's damage. Ve'im hiziru zedzen. If everyone gave the other person behind them a warning, then peturin. And everyone is uh, exempt from paying. Now, the Gemara just understand. My love, shelo hayav lahen la'amod. Are we talking about where they didn't have time to just stand up and still their hayav because they should have warned? And Sopramah Rabbi Yohanan said, since the person is busy uh, trying to stand up, therefore he doesn't have to warn. The Gemara says, lo. We're talking about they had time to stand up and they didn't stand up. They just, you know, they, they took their time getting up and that's why they have. But the Gemara tries to clarify. Let's say they didn't have enough time. What would be the halacha? You want to say the patria? If that's the case, when the sefa says, when they gave each other warning, the patria, we should just explain the French as follows. What are we talking about where the hayav didn't warn? That's when they had time to stand up. But if they didn't have time to stand up, and the fact that the Mishnah didn't differentiate that way, it shows that you still have to warn no matter what. It's a problem on Rabbi Yohanan. The Gemara explains, HaKamashmala, no, there's a big Hidush over here. Even though they had time to stand up and didn't stand up, still, if they warned each other, Patur. So if while he's lying down, he gave the warning, he's Patur. And Amara Barava explains the Brayta as follows. Rishon Hayav ben Sheni, Ben Ben Gufo, Ben Mamono. The first person is liable for any damages that happened to the second uh, person, whether the damages were caused by the first person's body or they were caused by the first person's uh, assets. Any physical harm that happens to the body of the second person, the first person is liable. However, if anything happened to the second person's uh, assets, let's say his shirt got ripped or things like that, then the first person is not Hayav. It's all because the first person and his assets become a bore. A bore you only Hayav if you hurt a person or animal, not if you hurt utensils or clothing. However, Shenir Hayav person number two is liable for any damages he does to the person behind him. Person number three, only Benizke Gufo, Avalo Benizke Mamono. 
only with damages that happen to person number three, only if it happened because of the body of person number two, but not with the assets or things of person number two. And the Gemara really doesn't understand what Rabbah is trying to say. Meaning, we're saying that the first person's assets are a bore, and on the other hand, we're saying the second person's assets are not a bore. Meaning, meaning if you look at it, it's one way or another, if you want to say that the person who tripped is considered negligent, and therefore, person number one, he's negligent, his fault, and then the second person should be the same things that the first person's have. Whatever the first person's have, the second person, the second person should be the third person. And in it, if you want to tell me the person who tripped is not negligent, then even person number one should also be part and not have to pay number, person number two either. So the Gemara explains, Rishon Vadai Posheahu, the first person is for sure considered a Posheah. He's negligent, he fell, he created the board, it's his fault. Sheni, the second person who fell, Agufo Mechayav, anything that his body damages, he's liable for. He should stood up, he didn't stand up. However, Amamono Patur, but his assets, he's Patur. The Almarle, because the second person could tell person number three, Bira, Lava Ana Kerite. I didn't create this hole. Person number one created this hole when he tripped me. So now the Gemara has a question. Metive. Kulan Haivina Al Niske Gufan Ufturin Al Niske Mamonan. It says anyone who damaged, if they cause damage with their body, they are liable. Anything that was caused as a result of their assets, they're Patur. My love, I feel like you always saying that even the first person is patur of his uh, assets, his things damage. We're not counting the first one. The first person's uh, things that cause damage, he's uh, liable no matter what. We're only talking about from the second person and on. But the Gemara asks, but it says, everyone would be patur if their assets damage. Everyone, meaning also the person number one. Ravada Barava explains when it says Kulan, anyone who has been damaged. That's what we're talking about. But the first person who's the damager, we're not talking about him. So, hi, Mai. Uh, how do you explain this? If you want to say Kulan means including the first person, that's what it says Kulan. But if you're saying it means except for the first person, my Kulan, why does he have to say Kulan? Just litany, Nizakin, just say Nizakin. Anyone who's been damaged is, is Patur. Rather, Rabbi explains that even the first person is exempt from paying on anything his assets damage. However, whatever his body damaged, there's a difference between person number one and person number two. Rishon. The first person is liable to pay for any damage that happens to person number two, whether it's, it's uh, whether person number two got damaged in his body or his assets got damaged. But person number two is only liable. Person number two is only liable for damage that happened to person number three's body, but not to his assets. My time, why? They have a le bore because the body becomes a bore. And we don't have a bore where it's the if it causes damage to utensils, you're, he's obligated to pay. It's only for a body or of a person or an animal. 
And the Brayta was talking about person two and on. So now, This makes sense according to Shmuel who held that any obstacle is considered a bore, and therefore person number two's body is considered a bore. But according to Rav who held that if someone was mafkir, the obstacle, then it's considered bore, and if you didn't make it hefkir, you didn't make it ownerless, it's not considered a bore. What's he going to say? A person is never mafkir his own body. So then how could you call it a bore? So the Gemara explains. Now you have to say how he explained originally that person number one and number two's body is as if you're actually damaging with your hands. It's not just a bore. And you're obligated to pay when their body even hurt uh, f- uh, assets, not just the, uh, the, per- the person behind them's body, but even their assets. When the Ta said that they're all hayav, and you had a problem with that, because it says kulan hayavin on bodily damage, but they're patur on uh, their money damaging. So explained it, we're talking about We're talking about where the kelim damaged other kelim, the person behind him's kelim. So person number one's kelim is considered a bore. They damaged the guy behind him's kelim. So bore destroyed kelim. Then there's no problem. So now you have to explain the Beit as follows. When we say kulan hayavim on bodily damage, that's even when their their assets damage the person behind them and their patur if their their assets damage the guy behind them's assets. But if person number one's assets uh, damage the body of person number two, then yeah, he has to pay. But if person number two's assets damage, then he does not have to pay. Now, by the way, this uh, this explanation was according to uh, the second perush of Rashi and uh, Ri in the Tosfot. Um, there's Rabbeinu Hanel in the Tosfot that has a different explanation of the Sugya. Very good to look at. Amar Mor. We learned, If everyone fell as a result of the first person, then person number one is liable for everyone's damage. And the Gemma asks, How did everyone fall because of person number one? So The uh, person number one tri- uh, tripped, he fell, he's lying down across the path, as if he's a carcass of an animal, and no one uh, can walk straight without trampling on him. So that that's considered uh, he him being responsible for everyone's damage. Rav Zevid Amar kehutra de samyuta, like the stick of a blind man, where it's all over the place. Meaning, we're talking about uh, person number one tripped, and he fell. He's lying down, not straight, but in a diagonal way. And this way, person number two and person number three can trip at the same time or right after one another without hurt, uh, without the three bumping into number two. Next, Mishnah. One person is walking with his barrel, the other person is walking with a log of wood. And this person's jug, this person's barrel... It broke as a result of this person's uh, log, meaning they bumped into each other. Patur, the person walking with uh, with a log is exempt from paying. Why? They both have permission to walk there. Uh, the, per, the person who is walking with the log did whatever he could do. He has permission to be there. 
and therefore if the, the other person bumped into him, he's exempt from paying. And then Mukayosep, by the way, explains that, yes, in general, let's say a person throws garbage out to the street and someone tripped, he's liable. And therefore, even if Hachamim gave you permission, you're liable over here, it's different because usually nobody looks where they're going. The Hazonish explains that a person does not have to watch where he's going because that's the way the world. The way the world is people don't do it and therefore he's legally exempt from paying. The Ra'abad, he says a person in this type of situation would be high up. So he explains the Mishnah that the, the person with the barrel or the jug helped cause the damage. And that's why the the, 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 the owner of the log is exempt, right? Cadet, look into it. Now the Mishnah continues. Let's say the the person with the log is in the front, the person with the jug is in the back. And the barrel broke as a result of the log. The owner of the log is exempt from paying. The owner of the barrel saw him. He could have been careful, and he didn't. That's his fault. Now the Imamat Bal if the person in front with the log made a short stop trying to f- f- uh, rearrange uh, whatever load he has on his shoulder and uh, the person behind him continued going bumped into him hayav then the person in front is obligated to pay because he should have given him a warning and he did something that was not normal the minute the uh, person makes a short stop that's uh, something that's not natural and the person behind him cannot be careful but if he told the person behind him to stop or to be careful, okay, then he's exempt from paying. Let's say the opposite. The owner of the barrel is in front, the owner of the log is in back, and the barrel was broken because of the log behind it. The owner of the log is Hayav. He should have been careful not to get too close. And if the owner of the barrel made a sudden short stop, then the owner of the of the lug is patur. He's exempt from paying because the owner of the barrel did something not natural. But if the owner of the barrel told the person with the lug stop, he gave him a warning, and the person with the log didn't care, or he just continued walking, at that point he is uh, obligated to pay. And same rules would apply if one person is walking with a candle and the other person is walking with uh, flax of linen, and the linen burnt as a result of the candle. And we will stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.